0: Hey there, you're listening to Chase Stories Chats with Marcelino Perez, a series where I sit down with friends and talk about their life stories and journeys. We dive into their passions and how they got to where they are now, discussing the good, the bad, and the funny all along the way. Everyone has an important story to share, and there are valuable lessons we can take away from each one. And we are starting. Welcome to Chase Stories Chats, everybody. I am here today with my friend Kiana Powers. Welcome, Kiana. How you
1: doing? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks. I'm sitting lakeside, so uh, life is really lakeside. good right now.
0: <laughs> Casual lakeside views.
1: Casual lakeside. I could show you, but whatever. It's, it's like it. behind the computer.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, to start off, I've been I've been doing it for the last couple ones. We're gonna start off with a quick cheers. I've got my water because water.
1: we don't have, have,
0: water? have, do it with both, double fist it. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you for being on. <clears throat> Kiana and I know each other through a mentorship group, a photography mentorship group that we both joined along with like 15 to 20 other people that essentially, you know, our goal one day is to hopefully make a living off of photography and doing stuff like that, and that's how we met. And Kiana has a super cool story um, that I'm hoping that she can share with all of us today.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's an okay story. I think uh,
0: most people. Just to give you some spoilers, most people do not drop everything and move to Iceland.
1: Yeah. So I learned that. I thought I. I thought that what I was doing was like easy. I'm like, anyone can do this. So originally I'm from Boston and I had like a nine to five job in Boston. I worked in college athletics and I had visited Iceland one time, um, like two years ago now, almost. And I just totally fell in love with the landscapes. Everything was so dramatic. Like everything that you hear about Iceland and how awesome it is, is so true. Um, and I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I was just like so happy there and just like needed to get more of it. And I went back to my job in Boston. And um, I wasn't really happy at my job. I worked in, I think I majored in this college athletics, but I really enjoyed sports growing up. Um, but it just didn't like resonate with me anymore. It was kind of my dream to like, climb the college athletic ladder. But after iceland i was just hooked on like adventure and uh just traveling and stuff and i wasn't even in into photography then i was i didn't own a camera actually at all that first trip that i took i just had an iphone um so all my first photos from there are like incredible but they're literally all just from my phone
2: that's all and
1: (laughs) it really is um you know people say that the best phone that you have is your camera, and however cliche that sounds, or like the one that you have on you, yeah, however cliche that sounds, it's so true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and so I just like had this burning to go back to Iceland, and mm-hmm. that just kept growing in me. And I would, you know, look up things about Iceland and see all of this amazing photography. And so I think that kind of got me into photography. Mm-hmm. So, um, I picked up a camera and just went from there like i don't know um i love it i love capturing adventures and moments um and just like outdoor like lifestyle stuff it's super fun and one day long story short uh you know there was some drama at work and i just one day was like i'm i'm quitting i'm leaving this is my two week notice (laughs) and my Mm -hmm. boss was like what uh like what are you gonna do? Did you like get a new job? Like it was totally out of the blue for them. Yeah. And I was like, um, Yeah, uh, uh, I'm moving to Iceland. And they were like, <laughs> What? <laughs> and I was like, Well, I guess I have to do it now because I just said that out loud. Um, yeah, so I gave my notice. It was like in the summer. And then I, like sold everything that I owned, um, yeah. just to get as much money as possible. And uh, at the end of the summer, I t- like bought a one way ticket to Iceland and thought I would just figure it out when I was there. Cause Damn. everything that I was reading about it um, seemed so hard. It's hard to get a job as a US citizen in right. um, like the EU and hard to, hard to literally do anything to rent an apartment, like get a car, like that's not a rental like a high lease a car or something mm-hmm. um and to get a job you need all of these like sponsorship things and visas and it's they just make it really hard for a US citizens so I figured well if I get to Iceland it'll be much much easier like yeah, if yeah. I just go and beg for a job like don't give it to me and that was absolutely not the case uh it was yeah. still yeah it's um, employers don't want to have to sponsor you because they have to explain to the government in like a lot of depth why they need you and like why they couldn't find um, an Icelandic or an EU citizen to do the same job. Uh, so that was super hard for me and I, I struggled through a lot and I still don't have a job but um, and I'm also currently not in Iceland obviously it's like summer where I am but I'm only not there because of this COVID situation right now I was there when it all hit and had to like panic return home (laughs) because I didn't know what was going on in the world but I will be returning in August as a student on a student visa awesome that's my workaround for now
0: yeah and then you'll you'll figure it out from there yeah Um, I was gonna ask so obviously your employer and you know all your probably your coworkers are probably like, what, you're moving to Iceland, you said that. Um, how did your family feel about that?
1: Um, so my love for Iceland wasn't like new, like I just mm-hmm. couldn't stop talking about it for months. Okay. Um, so when my family, when I told my family that I was gonna go to Iceland, they were like, oh, okay, well, how are you <laughs> gonna do health insurance, how are you gonna afford anything? How are you gonna get around? How, like, how are you gonna like communicate there? And they just didn't have, you know, a lot of knowledge about Iceland, like everyone there speaks English. It's like very easy to travel yeah. to as a foreigner, um, if you speak English. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they, for a long time, just kind of thought it was like a phase, that I was like going through this phase where I would like travel, around and then i would come back to my office job and i was like no I, i'm going like i i want to live there like i i don't know if i will live there forever but i want to live there like long term i don't know how long a couple of years maybe um but yeah i have no intentions on coming back to my old life like i mm-hmm. sold everything like there, there's that, a point to this i tried to like make it real and um, it took a long time for them to like, really come to terms with that. And I feel like maybe some, my siblings maybe felt some abandonment, that I was just like leaving them. And, um, I just, it's not that far away from Boston, like it's just a four hour flight. Like I, it's not like I even lived with my family and I was like moving out. Like I yeah. lived by myself for five years. Like I, you know, it was like almost no different, like our relationship. You know, I didn't, it's not like I saw them all the time anyway. Um. But, yeah, there was a lot of tears and a lot of, um, you know, questions from them. But now they're very supportive and I'm excited to get them out to Iceland so that I can show them why I love it so much. And I think maybe if they saw it, they would understand.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. When you initially, you know, made that first step and sold everything and we're like, we're going, we're all in, we're over here. What were some feelings that you had? Did you, you know, what what were some something that kind of welled up inside you? I'm sure you there's a lot of emotions. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> so there was a lot of just frustration at my work, which uh, kind of just grew inside me, which caused me to like irrationally quit on the spot. But um, maybe there was a better way to go about that. But I was just in mentally a place where my feelings are just raw and like on my sleeve so Mm -hmm. i was like i have to go um (laughs) but then once once i like did that and i spoke that out loud it was just a lot of excitement i think i was you know a lot of my close friends were excited for me and they were like this is definitely what you need to do like this has Mm -hmm. you all over it um and you love Iceland, like this is so perfect. You have to do this. You're such a free spirit type thing. Um, and I was really <laughs> nervous, like I didn't know how I would be able to like get health insurance without a job because <laughs> I like just pretend to be a grown up, you know. And I, since I have like an employer, then they give you health insurance. But I don't know what you're supposed to do after that. And <laughs> now I have like no income, so I'm like, oh, I can't afford anything. Uh, but You know, once I started to like piece things together, like where I would live and um, what I would do when I was there um, and just, you know, kind of doing some research about the country, uh, like more research about Mm -hmm. adventures I would go on and hikes and stuff. I got like really excited. Uh, There was a lot of nerves because, you know, I was leaving the life I knew, but I was excited to go to Iceland.
0: So was it worth it?
1: Yes, I definitely wouldn't, wouldn't have back during excuse me during this quarantine time though, so, yeah. i was just stuck at home and or like not even home like just like my parents house like so i came back couldn't go back to my apartment because they sold it and i was like just living with my parents which i hadn't done since high school and which was like 10 years ago and i know like no longer had a job here mm-hmm. so i was just sitting unemployed while everyone was working from home and i was like thinking to myself because I was just going through like a bad place mentally, but I was like, I would have been worth it to just keep working for a couple more months and then you could make money and you're working from home. So it wouldn't really be that bad. And then and then you could go to Iceland. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't regret at all being there for the past like six, to eight months.
0: Yeah. 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 I, it's always, you know, you always have like hindsight. Oh man, I should have done this. But I think at the <laughs> end of the day, you are, you know, you you pulled the trigger, which a lot of people can't do. And you know, you're you're doing what or you did something that you wanted to do. And you know, that takes a lot of courage. So I definitely applaud. You <laughs> <Thank
1: for that. laughs> I'm definitely um like an emotionally driven person mm-hmm. over logic. Like I definitely, you know, think about like long term things sometimes and stuff and and like i'm logically inclined as well but my emotions definitely just take over and i'm like oh i'm happy in iceland i gotta go to Iceland.
0: <laughs> is there so obviously there are a lot of tourists and especially tourism has grown over the last 10 years in iceland especially mm-hmm. so you you get probably a lot of foreigners living there for six to eight months you probably as well have probably met a lot of people that are from iceland has there been like a culture shock is that are they you know okay with the tourism? Do they hate tourists? They're like, oh, man, Americans. Ugh. You know, I feel like <laughs> in Europe, I feel like they do not like Americans at all. In yeah. <laughs> a lot of places, they do not like Americans.
1: Uh, yeah. get any of so, that? Over? Yeah, so I, I was really immersed into the Icelandic culture. I lived with an Icelandic family to like keep down costs, so I had... Um, I did a work away with them, which is like a barter for food and accommodations. Um, So I helped them out around the house and with the children and stuff getting to school because it was just like a single mom. Um, So I really was like immersed into the culture, like, you know, sitting down at dinner and they would be speaking Icelandic. Which just like, what is happening? Um, And then kind of getting to know the kids too that I lived with was cool to see how they're going to school and what their school life is like uh, compared Mm -hmm. to how I went to school in the U.S., um and there are a lot of tourists in like certain areas like uh, in the main like city area in Reykjavik right in like downtown there's lots of tourists um but they're not they're not just Americans there's Americans there's um Europeans there's Asians there's just a whole eclectic group of people Mm -hmm. um and I mean, there's still Icelandic people around there. They don't, like, hate tourists, I don't think, because they couldn't hate tourists. They're, like, a huge part of their economy. Yeah. But I feel like just, like, in any city in the U.S., people, like, when I lived in Boston, I hated to go, like, in the touristy places of downtown Boston because it's just, like, you know, people stopping to take pictures, and, you know, they're just, like, kind of in your way. Um, and I'm just like trying to, you know, like run an errand or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, no, no, these <laughs> no outward hate or anything towards the tourists.
0: Good. Um, so you've been there, and you were also a, a travel guide at one point. Were you, were you helping out? It was or a glacier guide? Is that what it was?
1: Okay. So please I have I'm <laughs> yeah, I have to give a little bit of background info. Yeah. to get to that. So um, to get hired and nice as a US citizen, or even just a non EU passport holder, you need an employer to sponsor you. And there's like, they can only sponsor you if you have a special skill. And they've already deemed what these special skills are. So they're like medical computer science and you remember I worked in sports like those are not my wheelhouse Mm -hmm. so that was out or the other one was um specific Iceland glacier guiding because it's a lot of training to be a glacier guide yeah so I was like I'm gonna have to go that route like after three (laughs) months of straight just job rejection for jobs that I'm qualified for but I'm just a U.S. citizen um I was like well gotta train to be a glacier guide because it's the only way I'm gonna get a job So I did the training for that. I did all the medical certifications, which was intense, as well as like the basic um, hard ice one is what the first class is called. Mm -hmm. And it's like a four or five day, super intensive thing, like 10 hours a day, we were working and just on the ice and learning how to rescue people and walk on the ice and learning how the ice moves and how to read the weather and pack mm-hmm. to be prepared and everything. It was a lot of work. Um, but yeah, so I'm like a certified glacier guide now. And wow. I wasn't able to get a job immediately after that because it was like the off season, it was still winter time. Um, and there was just less tourists around, but uh, I was like promised a job for the summertime, but then Corona happened.
2: Yeah, that's So
1: Yeah, and uh But I do have like a bunch of friends who are um, they like run their own company, Glacier Guiding or whatever. So I actually with um, when I was visiting one time in March, um, they needed an extra guide. And, you know, I have all the qualifications. So I just stepped in and helped with that. Um, That was fun. And yeah, hopefully in the future, I'll be able to get back onto the glacier and help people, you know, experienced that in Iceland, but um, for now, I don't have that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I hope that it can happen soon. Hopefully things get better soon enough. That's so cool though. I've always wanted to go on a glacier and the colors on glaciers are insane. It has that really, really cool colored blue. I don't know how to describe it what the what the actual color name would be, but if you haven't seen it, you should totally check it out because it's incredible.
1: Yeah. And in the winter time, it's more blue than it is in the summertime because um, it's just, it's colder. So like in the summertime, the top layer of the glaciers mm -hmm. get like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like crumbly ice. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's like very white because it's not as frozen. It's like crushed ice on top. It's like a layer of crushed ice on top of the glacier. And the blues really come out more in the winter, but they—I mean—they're still incredible in the summer as well.
0: Yeah, think Glacier Blue Gatorade, please sponsor. Um, Yeah, (laughs) please sponsor this. Thank you. Um, (laughs) So you have obviously you've seen quite a bit of Iceland. I would like to know because I've never been, and I would really love to, but I'm not a big fan of going to the touristy areas. Obviously, there are reasons why they're touristy because. You know, they're incredible things, but I prefer to go places where there are less people because I want to take pictures without people in them. Um, yeah. So could you give me maybe, let, we'll start off with two, but if you've got more, some sort of hidden gems, If you don't have to give all of them, but maybe one or two spots that would be like, hey, you should check this out. It's sort of, you know, out of the way.
1: Um... Yes, okay, so I will say that um, the touristy spots are iconic. Like they really are, like they're the super busy spots for a reason and Mm -hmm. it's incredible to witness. So if you have to wake up extra early or stay extra late or something to get know people, then I mean, it's it's totally worth it. Like Skogafoss is like that iconic massive waterfall and it's, it's not something you should not go to because it's full of tourists. You should 100% go to it. I don't care if there's tourists there. You need to go visit <laughs> it. It's super incredible. Um, but, yeah, let's see. Some, like, lesser-known locations. Um, there is a, okay, so Skogafoss, as I just mentioned, is, like, super iconic, large, like, waterfall. And then right next to it is a waterfall called Skogofoss. And I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that's how it's spelled. And um, it's, you have to drive like one minute from the car park of Skogofoss to this other one. And it's, I've never seen more than like two other people there when I've been. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really cool. And um, so if you just drive from Skoga Foss parking lot too, there's a Skogafoss, or like a Skoga museum, um, like in kind of that same area. Mm. Then you just park at the end of the museum and you follow a path. Like it's not, there's nothing marked, there's no signs. Like you wouldn't really know if there's gonna be a waterfall, but um, you just follow this like path and it's maybe 10 minutes long and it leads you right into a canyon. And I think that that's like such a mm. dope waterfall and you can walk behind it as well, which is really, really cool. Um, that so it's right next to Soga Falls what I and I think it's called Vernufoss so check that one out yeah and then I also recommend getting into the highlands and on the way to the highlands there's um a waterfall called High Foss. and Mm -hmm. there's never too many tourists there like there are people there but buses don't go there um so it's not it's not filled with people um and it's so big that uh people aren't in your shots or anything like the, <laughs> you definitely can escape them and there really aren't a lot of people there i've been there a few times and there's never been more than five or ten that i've seen yeah. um and you can that's another really big one and you can like walk down to the bottom of it's it's very cool uh and then so that's on your way to the highlands and then i recommend just getting into the highlands it's such like volcanic mars moon type landscapes and you you never really see people out there either because it's just mm-hmm. so vast. Uh, those are three spots that I think are
0: perfect. Are I, I'm gonna write those down or try to remember. Them. <laughs> I'm gonna re- go back in this video to make sure I remember them. Um, yeah. <laughs> and all, along the way, do you take your Icelandic hot dogs?
1: Yeah. Okay. So such a good snack are the Icelandic hot dogs. Um, this is like not a thing that's overrated like you yeah. know you hear you may hear about them all over the internet and you're like oh yeah okay the hot dogs don't no, they get a hot
2: dog worth it, i guess
1: yeah they are they're everywhere and so i actually worked at a hot dog shop so i know a lot about them and oh, really
0: please please <laughs> tell me. the trade <laughs> secrets
1: there is – um so you can get hot dogs really anywhere. Like at gas stations, at any, like, shop. Sometimes the supermarkets have, like, little stands where you can just get that. They're good. um And they're everywhere. um But I one time went into, like, a hot dog shop in Reykjavik, and it was super busy inside because it's, like, one of the only ones where you could, like, go inside and, like, mm-hmm. sit down. it's like, really is a shop. It's not just a stand. So people go there because they can – You know, get out from the cold or the wind or whatever, and it was so busy. I was bringing a friend there because I'm like, oh, you gotta try a hot dog. Um, They're really good. So I brought her in, and it was so busy. And there was only one person working. So I asked the guy, you know, if he needed help, Uh, and Mm -hmm. I was looking for a job. And he was like, oh yeah, actually, I am the owner, and I could use a lot of help. Um, So we exchanged contact information, and yeah, I worked there a lot (laughs) under the table. So I wasn't like a legal thing. but I will yeah. get in trouble or he doesn't get in trouble for that. But Yeah, we're going to
0: cut the um, so uh, nothing happens
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I would just serve hot dogs. Anyway, so they're made out of lamb. So they're mostly lamb meat and there's like a little bit of beef and a little bit of pork and then like some potato mixture, but it, it's mostly lamb. So that's why it tastes good. Unlike the American hot dog. I always told customers, like if they seemed a little on the fence, I'd be like, listen, I'm from the U.S obviously and i would never recommend you to try a hot dog in the us but i definitely recommend to try this one <laughs> so it's good i promise oh man i love ballpark uh, <laughs> the, uh, no okay um but yeah so there's like a bun and you toast the bun and then to have it with all the toppings there's um like crispy onions and fresh onions like all chopped up and you those go So you hold the hold bun And then you put the onions on the bun. So it goes underneath the hot dog. And then there's like a remoulade sauce, which is kind of like a creamy mayo type thing. It's not made of mayonnaise per se, Mm -hmm. but it's like the most similar sauce. And then there's a ketchup, which is standard. And then you put the hot dog on. So all of your toppings are underneath Uh, the hot dog. It actually keeps it very clean. Genius. The Icelandic people are genius. And then on the top, there's just like a little drizzle of... Brown mustard, which is also delicious, like a sweet sauce. Um, mm. I don't like yellow mustard, but I would recommend to have this. And it's very good. And that's like the whole spiel I give people all the time.
0: <laughs> you went into full detail. I love that. Now, I'm, I'll probably just be eating Icelandic hot dogs the entire time I go. They're so good. <laughs> My main meal. Um, so before, because I really wanted to talk about, you know, Instagram since you and I are both trying to build up our Instagrams, and you know, have, create that into something that could eventually, hopefully, you know, cre- bring in an income. Um, I wanted to ask you about, you know, what is if you could give somebody a tip visiting Iceland for the first time, what would it be?
1: Um, for like photo wise, you mean? Or whatever. Um, I would say to go in with an open mind um, mm-hmm. and be flexible and to rent a car and don't go on the big group tours. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, I guess good for information, but it's no other information that you couldn't get online. And you give yourself so much more freedom if you have your own car. And yeah, um, yeah like roads close if it's dangerous, but it's, it's not like, you can't like just drive, and then it will be really bad. Like they shut down, and there's notice, and you keep like you won't get mm-hmm. stuck out there, stranded or anything. And it really is just such an incredible place. It's like it's not just these like one spots that you just drive from one spot to so the next It's like you're just driving, and you're like, oh my god, pull over! It's so cool. Like what is that? um and I think that's kind of what makes like driving around Iceland so incredible is that it's just great. And it's just such a different experience and like a tour bus window and you can yeah. clean your windows or open them if it's, you know, a little foggy <laughs> or something, but um, you can just go on your own time. So I always highly recommend to people to get their own car or a camper van or something just for the freedom of it. Cause you can see and experience so much in Iceland and, you know, pack well, like bring, mm-hmm. um, waterproof clothing pants shoes and a jacket because it the weather is dicey sometimes it's if you don't want to let that like deter you from going to explore an area like that's just the weather is what it is you're probably never coming back to iceland most likely so get out there and experience you know the nature and stuff it's you de- like if you're going to iceland go with an open mind if you're kind of a reserved person but you should just go somewhere else <laughs>
0: Yeah, you got to go all in. And there's so much to do. I feel like there's so much, you know, besides the the big touristy stuff as well.
1: Yeah, and there's like big touristy spots that I've never even been to. So like mm-hmm. the Blue Lagoon is something that people always want to go to in Iceland. They're so excited and I've never been. Um, yeah. And I'm okay. <laughs> like I still <laughs> think that Iceland is an actually amazing place and I've never been to the Blue Lagoon. And I think that there's also like this, like kind of circle road called the golden circle and it has Mm -hmm. a lot of um cool things on it but I've never done it uh people say to like go and like do the golden circle and I it's because it's like so close to the city but honestly I've never done like the true golden circle like experience um I've done like parts of it and I'm like it's not that I wasn't impressed but I'm so impressed by so many other things in the country that the Golden Circle is just like, oh, I mean, yeah, it's nice, but,
0: a good but where are the
1: volcanoes? Too, you many
0: know? too many options. Too many great things I options, know. I think.
1: There are. There's too many just fantastic things there. That's such a great place.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm excited to go one day. I'm going to have to figure out what, but it's going to happen. It's been on my bucket list for years. The Dude, Horns- Make it, N- it happen. The Hornston Deer Nature Preserve in the West Fjords. Has been. I saw a photo by uh, photographer Chris Burkard of him and yeah. a bunch of other people trekking on like the edge of the cliff, and I'm like, I need to do that. I need to do that. <laughs> yeah, least Chris once. is a legend. He is. Oh my! I met him too. He's such a cool guy.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a really hard place to get to. um Like you have to like get there by ferry, and that's mm-hmm. only like two or three months of the year that you could go and then you have to have a trained guide. You can't just like go by yourself and like go around, whatever. And I heard, this could be like a rumor that I'm just starting, but uh, some close friends of mine who are locals in Iceland said that every once in a while um, in horns and deer in that area, there's like a polar bear because, so there's no polar bears in Iceland. Like that, they're not like an indigenous creature there. They're from uh-huh. Greenland and they floated from icebergs all the way from Greenland. To, to no the West <laughs> That's, It's wild to me. I don't know if I 100% believe it, but I have heard of these like tales.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be terrifying. Polar bears, they may seem cute and cuddly, but they are very, oh. very aggressive and dangerous
1: yeah, a friend of mine said that whenever they go hiking there, them he brings a gun just in case, just in case. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh I don't know if I can go there I'm scared. Man,
0: I just thought there were Arctic foxes now'm now having I you know. <laughs> 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 Well, all right, let's move on because you know, I feel like, at least for me over the last couple of years, Instagram has been a big part of what I do. Um, it's super fun to post and kind of share your experiences as well as being able to connect with other people. I think that's one of the greatest things about Instagram. But one of the big things as well is, especially if you're, you know, depending on what sort of genre you follow, I feel, at least for me personally, it feels a lot Feels very saturated. Like you're seeing a lot of the same things, a lot of people doing the same pictures with the same captions. The mountains are calling, I must go, that sort of stuff. Uh, (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And I just wanted to ask you, because I I love your page and you have such cool pictures. Um, Thank you. How do you, you know, try and stick out? Do you feel like how do you, you know, capture people's attention? Um, and how do you stay authentic? Because I think at the end of the day, you know, you don't want to do the same posts and captions as everybody else.
1: No, and that's um, that is one of the challenges in Iceland is that you it forces you to be creative because it's such mm-hmm. uh, an Instagrammable country. Every spot in it you've seen on Instagram, which is. I mean, I'm grateful for that because that's how I discover places, too. Like, I'll see a, a photo of it on Instagram. And then from there, I, like, deep dive uh, yeah, into where, where that is, right? And um, you go there and you want to, I mean, you want to take, like, that like, iconic shot, But then you want to see how great you can get finding new angles or whatever. Um, and I think just, like, trying to get, like, more off the grid in Iceland, mm-hmm. uh, going to the less touristy places, finding uh, new canyons of waterfalls I don't even know um, is how you can you know kind of stay unique at least um, in like the Iceland sphere or um, just going for like adventures or different hikes or something. I feel like there's always like different angles you can get. You just have to think outside of the box. Yeah, like, you know, there's Skogafoss as I mentioned before. I could talk about it all day, but there's the iconic shot, but I feel like there are also so many unique um, images you could get from that too. And it does, they definitely don't seem obvious. Uh, when you're there, you're like, oh, that's, that's the shot. And you're just a tunnel, you know, vision cause you've seen that one picture and that's what you want. But yeah, so I don't know, I guess just like trying to get off grid and going to new locations and then um, working with the caption I think uh, helps yeah. you to be authentic, just giving it your own voice and telling your own story because you know 15 people may have seen this location on instagram but the story of how you got there is unique um and different Mm -hmm. from other people's, and maybe how you discovered it or whatever so i think that really utilizing the captions um just brings kind of like a voice to your profile and kind of a face to your name and stuff um yeah and i think it's a super great place to meet people i think all of my friends in iceland are my friends because i met them on instagram (laughs) and like first we met on instagram first and then you know we we met in real life i don't just have like all these digital friends but uh one time someone thought that i did like someone on on instagram asked how i made friends and i was like oh i made friends on instagram and she responded like well i make friends in real life and i was like okay (laughs)
0: yes
1: i mean (laughs)
0: I don't hang out with anybody. I just talk to them through the phone. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So yeah, I'm super thankful for Instagram, no matter how saturated it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's catered to you and you can cater it yourself. So as you were saying, you know, maybe you have everybody that's putting up the same type of photos. And if, if that puts you in, you know, a negative mindset or just like a, too wishful of a mindset or something and it gets you down because you're like not going to those places or whatever then unfollow or mute that account or whatever whatever you need to do to make you happy no Mm -hmm. one sees your instagram feed but you so make it
0: something you enjoy oh my gosh that's such great advice and you know social media just obviously it's so huge now and it can really really affect your mindset um depending on what you're seeing you can get you know, FOMO or, you know, you start comparing yourself to a lot of other people. And I think what you just said is so true. Like, it's so simple. You could easily just like unfollow or Mm -hmm. you know, block whatever you have to do to help you in a positive or, you know, a positive mindset, you know, something to help you out. Cause at the end of the day, it's catered to you. Like you said.
1: Yeah, you're totally in control of it. If you need, um, you know, if you're a big adventure person, but You know, you don't have a lot of money or a lot of time off or something to go to these places, and that kind of gets you down. Throw in some dog accounts, some puppy accounts, maybe some quote accounts. I don't know, food accounts to bring you back. You know, to like level you out. Whatever makes Mm -hmm. you happy. Uh, I mean, come on, the amount of like food accounts I follow is dumb. (laughs) 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 So,
0: Uh, I love food accounts. Not (laughs) gonna lie, I'm a big. I wouldn't say I'm a foodie, but I love to eat so
1: I yeah. know right <laughs> I have a whole folder in my saved section of like recipes that I will oh. literally never make but I
0: want them <laughs> yeah yeah same because I know that it will never be as good and I'll just be yeah. disappointed in myself doing
1: it. I know it's, I'm um, not good at cooking or following a recipe I know it's supposed to be easy I just it doesn't work I don't know something no, goes wrong it's, every time
0: it's kind of the same. you know it's like when you give your grandparents make something and they give you the recipe and you're like, oh yeah, it's going to, you know, going to make never. it it's be awesome. And never as good.
1: Ever. It's never the right way.
0: No, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about, cause you're doing something really cool on your current Instagram page, um, which is let, let's, uh, can you throw a plug real quick? What's your Instagram page?
1: Yeah. So my uh, handle is just my name. It's just Kiana Sue. Um, mm-hmm. Sue is my middle name. Powers is my last name. Sometimes people don't understand what's happening there but um yeah so it's just at kiana sue and right now i'm doing a little instagram live series called iceland 15 by 15 Mm -hmm. because they were opening their borders june 15th to all tourists but um as a side note they actually didn't let any north americans in and they announced that june 13th so it was Uh, anyway uh so the whole idea was iceland 15 by 15 we're gonna have 15 people to talk about iceland for 15 minutes to get people excited to travel to iceland on june iceland on june 15th or after june 15th mm -hmm. so i was really just playing with the 15 things and i don't know if anyone else is inspired to go to iceland but it makes me really excited and um they're all live chats but I learned after the very first one that um, you can post it to IGTV after, I guess live chats no longer can live on your story for 24 hours. They just, your options are to delete it or to post to IGTV. So I learned on the very first day. So yeah, they're all on my account and we talked to some really awesome people. I've got um, locals on there who love Iceland, expats who have moved from various places to Iceland because they loved it so much. um, And just other like, Iceland fans who love Iceland and go all the time
0: <laughs> yeah no I've been I've been tuning in and listening I go, I haven't been able to catch the lives but I do go onto the IGTV and it's super fun to hear and like you said it gets me excited to want to go to um, good good <laughs> I'm really enjoying it and I think it was super cool that you did that sort of like create this buzz and hype to to be able to go
1: yeah thank you it's been really fun for sure it's a lot of energy to bring every single day to do a live but Mm -hmm. we're almost there we're almost to the end
0: yeah hopefully i'll try and post this sometime soon so that you know people can go in and and check those out too
1: Uh, yeah they'll live there forever on the um tv portion of the page and then on monday i think uh that will be the last day of it and there'll be uh surprise announcement then if the case comes out during next week at all.
0: Yeah, ah, that's awesome. I <laughs> love it. Um, so right now, you know, you are in the US hoping to go to, in August, you're planning to go. What are, do you have like any goals or things that you would like to do once you're there? Obviously find a job, it's probably important. Um, but yeah. you know, whether it's, you know, photography-wise as well, um, building up a brand, whatever it is. Do you have anything in the horizon that you're trying to work on? I know that we are both in the same mentorship group as well. um, Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask after that to how that's going for you.
1: Yeah. Um, So I've also been a part of, you know, some like group coaching that's been super Mm -hmm. helpful as well i um, just trying to like build my brand and figure out like what direction I want to go in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so some very like basic logistical uh, goals that I have for the nearish future are to narrow down on an apartment in Iceland. So now that I'm going to have a student visa, I can finally like rent a place. Um, so I have like a couple options right now and I will pick hopefully by the end of this weekend. Um, it's Friday now, whenever this is supposed to be. yeah, so I'll pick an apartment, and um, I, I guess one of my goals is to be a decent student, so I, you know, have a degree, and I don't need, you know, to go back to school, I don't need to, like, learn anything, but, um, well, at least, I mean, I could always learn something, but I don't want to go to school, but mm-hmm. it is, you know, my ticket in with a student visa, so that's, kind of the only reason I'm going. And I will be studying Icelandic um, as a second language. So that will actually be super helpful, I think. And just kind of eye opening to, to the culture and language. So
2: okay.
1: I am excited for that, but I just hope that I will be an okay student. And I chose to live like near the university. Cause I know that if it was like a hassle for me to get there, if I have to get on a bus to go to class, like I'm not going, I had to make it as convenient as possible that I would actually go to class. I mm-hmm. yeah, I don't want to get kicked out of school, but I'm also not really there to get like an A plus in any course. So. <laughs> so those are my logistical goals. Yeah. Um and then just some other like goals that I kind of have projects working for the future. Is to just kind of build my brand and hopefully, you know, be able to open my own business in Iceland because that's kind of another loophole to living in Iceland. If I start a business there, then I can sponsor myself, um, which is like super loopholey, but it works. Yeah, so hopefully, maybe I can, you know, just. Kind of a small company, either leading group trips to um to Iceland uh, or in Iceland. Sorry, so I'll be living there and you know planning group trips for people to come out and explore with me. Take me. If people like to do that, <laughs> yeah. So that would be really fun. Um, and then also maybe to like help plan people's trips because I do that now too. Um, a lot of people reach out to me on Instagram asking a whole bunch of questions, uh, about their trip, what they should pack, where they should go, etc. Um, mm-hmm. and some people have even like asked if they could jump on a call with me and just pick my brain. And I'm like, okay, this is something like, let's, mm-hmm. let's make this into a business. So those are very future goals, but you know, hopefully one day.
0: Yeah, and I think you, you're on the right path right now. I can see it. Thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Awesome, thanks.
0: <laughs> um, and I will be joining these group trips at one point or at least hitting you up to show Dude, me around. Yeah. Would don't ever even go. come
1: on a group trip. Just come just come visit and like as I said, I don't care about going to class. Like I'll take you out. I'll like <laughs> I love <a> exploring. Terrible,
0: <laughs> terrible student.
1: Gosh. I know, we're off to a bad start already.
0: Like <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kiana, why don't you um throw down some of your links where people can find you if they want to reach out to you? Um so, you know, hopefully when that does that, you know, that business does start happening, they can reach out to you too.
1: Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram, uh, get inspired by what I'm posting. I'm always posting some cool adventures or at least just locations in Iceland. And um, so drop me a message there, or you can email me on, from my website. It's all, the link of that is in my Instagram bio. It's also just kianasupowers.com. And that like, I have a, you know, photography portfolio, as well as some Iceland blogs and like packing lists, things like that to help you plan for Iceland. So yeah, that's what I have right now. Um, And definitely check out my IGTV series um, and tell me if you enjoy it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, throw down a comment (laughs) for the engagement. for the engagement.
1: I found that I honestly, I I love doing these lives, but Mm -hmm. I don't understand IGTV like the discoverability is like so different from regular posts I just am kind of excited for them to be over so I can go back to regular posting (laughs) Yeah, I kind of want to start a podcast they're fun I'm like maybe we'll just move this to a different platform or something
0: hey that's honestly a great idea it could happen I think I'm gonna listen to
1: it's It's like brewing right now in my mind so just let that simmer and in nobody, a year
0: from now, <laughs> nobody steal that idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Keanu, thank you so much for your time. It was super fun talking to you. We'll definitely have to yeah. do it again. We'll go more in depth into Instagram and the nuances and how it sucks, and it's also great.
1: Yeah, a lot of good things, a lot of annoying, confusing things, but I'm glad that it exists and we met on it. So, yeah, exactly. You know,
0: there things are some. Do happen.
1: Things. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was really fun.
0: Yeah, of course. Thank you. All right. See ya.
1: Bye.